We lost a great race car driver on January 30th, 2020, a beloved fundraiser for Riley's Children's Hospital and fierce advocate for colon cancer screening. John Andretti's accomplishments behind the steering wheel were only exceeded by his humanitarian efforts. With an unparalleled life and career to celebrate, I've assembled a podcast feature that makes 16 stops along the way, all told by those who knew him and loved him. His legendary uncle, Mario Andretti, said it best. Try to, to put together how many drivers have driven midgets on dirt, asphalt, sprint cars on dirt, asphalt, sports prototypes, indie cars, stock cars, and top fuel. You tell me who has done all that. No one. No one that I could ever remember. I mean, that I could ever put together. I mean, there's no way there's another one that has done all that. He's alone. He's alone there. And in the 16th and final installment of Remembering John Andretti, we have Dave the King Wilson, longtime Indianapolis radio show host, launched a charity karting event in 1997 with a certain John Andretti. And from that formative effort, they've gone on to raise millions and millions of dollars for the Riley's Children's Hospital, worked closely for more than 20 years in what could be one of the biggest legacies of John's life. All brought to you in the Marshall Pruitt Podcast by the Justice Brothers, Cooper Tires, TorontoMotorsports.com, and Bell Racing Helmets, USA. Dave, we think of John Andretti the race car driver, but I'd say that especially in and around Indianapolis, a lot of folks might have an idea that John Andretti was a race car driver, but I bet (laughs) you there's even more who think of him as the person raising millions of dollars for Riley's Children's Hospital, and you have been a huge part of that with John. Maybe let's just start on where the two of you came together on this topic because it sure has impacted so many people's lives. We have both been blessed immeasurably by this, by our, our work. It, I met, you know, I knew, I met John, I've been around the track forever and around the speedway and the 500. And I met him years ago. And then I had an afternoon drive show on the radio here in Indianapolis. And, uh, I invited John to come on and be a, a part of my show. So every Tuesday he, he would call in. And, uh, we would talk about the, the race. And at that point he was driving for driving in cup. And, uh, my producer, uh, which was a part of the show too, Matt Hiblin, uh, Matt's role on the show was kind of the antagonist. And so after a while he would, you know, he would started making fun of John, you know, what did you have a flat tire this week or somebody run into you or, <laughs> and, and he, and he and John would go back and forth. So finally, John would always come back to Indianapolis in December to see his family and have Christmas with he and Nancy's family back here in town. So uh, in December of 97, I thought, well, and this was part of the on-air deal. I go, well, Matt, if you know you think you can do so much better than John Andretti, why don't we just have a race? Well, of course, Matt was, I'll blow his doors off. I'll, I'll stick him in the fence. I'll do this. I'll do that. You know, no, and you know, perfect setup. And of course, John was slick and, and just, it was so much fun. It was a great banter. So in December of, of 97, 
John came back and Stefan Johansson used to have an indoor karting track here in Indianapolis. And so we go out there that first year and I started thinking, I go, well, if we're going to do this, let's raise some money for something. Cause I think that there are people that will pay money to race against a real race car driver. You know, where, where do you get that opportunity? It, it's not, it's rare. Of course. And so let's raise some money. And so I go, let's have this race, John. Who do you want? To? He goes, well, I want it to benefit Riley. Cause he'd had a, a sister and a brother that both were Riley children. Jared ended up at Riley, his son briefly, but his initial love of Riley and appreciation of Riley came from the fact his brother and sisters were hurt and Riley nursed him back to health. So I go, let's benefit Riley. So the first race we did, uh, oh my gosh, it was hilarious. We had, uh, uh, Mark Barnhart, or, uh, Barnhart was there. Brian Barnhart was there and we had it set up so that Matt was going to start on the pole and John was going to start at the back and Matt was, you know, boasting, oh, you know, I'll never see him all day. I'll, you know, when I lap him this, I lap him that. Well, then Brian Barnhart come up and said, well, you know, we, we technically checked Matt's cart. There was a problem. So he's got to start back by John. <laughs> and so he had to I start back it. by John. And John just made his life miserable. It was so fun. And, and every race for Riley, when I had my show, was like that, where he and Ray would race and He'd stick Matt in the fence and they'd crash and all that. Well, the first year we raised about $3,600 and 2000 of that came from Gary Pedigo, who used to be on with John Barnes and yeah, the, yep. the racing, his Chevrolet dealership donated two grand. And so, and every year it would get bigger and it was John making it bigger. And, you know, he was driving for Richard Petty and Cheerios. So he got a hold of General Mills and they said, well, let's get hold of Kroger. And John fostered these relationships with, with uh, General Mills and with Kroger especially. And the, the, the contributions just grew and grew and grew. And to where now, yeah, we're over four and a half, almost $5 million in total contributions over 23 races. But John, it was more, he, he obviously during the race for Riley, he would go up and visit kids. We would have a party. Uh, for the kids in the lobby, but the kids that couldn't come down, they would take gift bags and stuff. And John would go room to room. And, uh, I don't know if you were ever a wrestling fi- a fan, but oh, absolutely. remember a guy, Bobby, the brain, Heenan? absolutely. What a fabulous guy. So the brains in town, he's on my show. And I said, Hey, Bobby, I go tomorrow. We're having our race for Riley, our kids party. Will you come by? and sign hero cards and go through the, on the visit with the kids with John. He goes, certainly. So he shows up at the hospital, the brain, he's got his hero cards and stuff. So we get the party kicked off. He and John go upstairs to go to the rooms. The brain's back in about 10 minutes. He says, I can't do it. He goes, seeing those sick kids. He goes, I don't know how John does. it." Mm. And the John, even when we weren't doing the race for right, if, if John just came through town, he would go up and visit those kids. And obviously, you know, a two or three year old's not going to know who John Andretti is, but his parents that are sitting there suffering, his grandparents, the aunts, the uncles, all those families that are gathered around this sick child, they know who John Andretti is. And John just wouldn't walk by, sign some cards and tip his hat and walk away. He would sit down and, and what's wrong with Mark? What's wrong with Betty? What's wrong with Mary? And talk, and what are you going through? And Riley is such a nurturing place. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you don't have the money 
to, to, to for your child's health care, they will provide that, but they'll go above. Them. I mean, they'll give you gas money if you're living out of town to help put you up. It is such a, a family and nurturing environment. And John would just sit there with those families and talk with them and spend time. And I got to tell you, Marshall, the heart, the, 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 the funeral on Thursday, and I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant to admit this, but I could not, I couldn't stay. Yeah. It was, it was too much. And a lot of it was, I mean, Nancy had her brave face on it. What a unbelievable woman, Jarrett, good John's daughters, big smiles on their face. So kind, but the pain and Aldo and Corky's face just was like a knife. Mm. And even worse were the kids, some of them young adults and young ladies, young men and women who had been friends who had John had called, met him in a hospital, would call him, would stay in touch with him. To him, they were, John Andretti was their hero. And not because he drove some car or he signed a card for him, but he became involved in their lives. He was their hero because he was there for them. He would talk to them. He would call their families and, you know, how's Bobby doing? Or what's, put him on the phone, you know, just any other time. So the pain in those young people's faces as they came into church to see their hero and, and to know that John touched them in that way was just, I, I, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't be there. I, and people were talking and, you know, da, 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 to me and about it. And I just had to leave John. There was another story that a lot of people just gives you a, a, of what he would do. And he would never tell me this story. He never told me this. A sports writer, another sports writer, Brad Winter, out of Southern Indiana, writes motorsports for small papers, told me the story. He had a family member that had some friends that had a little boy, eight years old, who was had terminal cancer. Mm. And the kid was a huge NASCAR fan. And so she goes, do you think you could get somebody to call my little son? Well, Brad goes, well, I know John Andretti. So he calls John, explain what's going on. The kid lived about an hour and a half south of the racetrack in Kansas. So John flies in to Kansas a day early before a NASCAR event, rents a car, drives an hour and a half south of this kid's house, knocks on the door, walks in, spends five hours with this kid playing video games, answering questions, watching TV, five hours with this kid, eight years old, left. And then would call about every two weeks and the boy would discuss, Hey, I saw you do this. I saw you do that. Why'd you do this? And John's talking with him. When the little boy finally passed away, John called the mom and said, do you need help with final expenses? She says, no, you know, people have been generous. We don't do that. But on that little boy's headstone, she had engraved a 43 car with John's name on it, on that little boy's headstone. Wow. I mean, he, he, here's Maya Angelou said, you will often forget what people say to you, but you'll never forget how, how people made you feel. Mm. And John had that ability to make people feel special. And he made so many of those sick kids and just, and just regular people feel special. You know, I mean, when he, he, he would do, he would call into my show every Tuesday. Well, the week that he won the uh, cup race in Martinsville, 
Remember they had that show on ESPN two called RPM tonight. Yep. And they would always have the cup winner on. And so John's on there and we had it on, I was in studio and I'm thinking, Oh, John's going to blow me off. Uh, you know, he's doing national television. And so we had it on up there and I saw him sitting there. And so they go to break and the phone rings and it's John. And they had asked him to stay a second segment on ESPN two. He goes, Nope, I got to call my radio show. He didn't blow us off this little, you know, station in Indianapolis for national television. He, he said, no, I've done my fulfillment here. I got to call. So, you know, that's how he made me, you know, feel special. And, and the thing you can't remember too is, and you might know of this or be aware of it is the stinger card. You know yeah, about that? Yeah. Amazing. It started in, in 2011. His goal was to get it. I think at that point there was 273 drivers that had participated in the Indianapolis 500 that were still alive. And he got over 250. Some people aren't with us any longer. Dan Weldon, Justin Wilson, a handful of other guys that have passed on. Some of the older drivers that had passed on, Bob Hartke and guys like that that signed it, that died of natural causes. But that you know came back here in May of 2016. That raised almost a million dollars for St. Jude's down in Memphis. Because Window World, he's you know became a big sponsor of his, and now it's a big sponsor of Jarrett's and a big sponsor of our Kroger Race for Riley, and they raise a lot of money through their their foundation, and uh, for the St. Jude's down there, and so you know John was responsible for getting that car around and getting guys to sign it and and people like that, and that was a, a ton of dough there. Uh, I mean, he was just a special human being, and uh, it, it was a it was a blessing for me to know him and to be involved. And I got a, a funny story I'd like to share with you if I could. Thank you, Dave. The, with our, with our deal as our, our figures were rising with the race for Riley, Jeff Gordon was always here around Brickyard time too. And Jeff was a great supporter of Riley hospitals, a lot of other things, but he has a foundation and he's always raising money and he was always raising a lot more money. So we completed our race for Riley right before the Brickyard one year. And I think we raised four, $206,000 that year, you know, it was building. And so we had a friend that would help us with our event. And he would, and this lady would also help Jeff Gordon with his event. He had a bowling deal here as a fundraiser. So we told, we told her to tell Jeff Gordon because there was a friendly competition between who was going to raise the most money for Riley, right? So we said, tell Jeff Gordon we raised a quarter of a million. No, tell him we raised two hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Wow! And we'd actually it's like so. Jeff upped his contribution was going to be two two twenty five. He upped it to two seventy five. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping, Dave, that you kept doing that year after year, boy. Oh, it's 600,000. Who would have thunk? Yeah. What are you going to do, oh, Gordon? Man. We're killing it, Jeff. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Isn't that fabulous? But he, he, he was back in Indianapolis here in October. And we did our check presentation from Kroger to Riley hospital. And we did it at the, there's a, 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 Kroger, a particular Kroger store here that's always raises the most money with the scanners and everything. And so we did it there. So we show up and there's Nancy and 
and uh, one of the, his daughters there and, and Jared's there and a couple of the sisters are there. And I thought, wow, this was unusual, you know, to have this much family at one of these events. So we did the, the media stuff. And uh, again, this is in October and he looks great. I mean, you know, I, I never call him and say, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you feeling? You know, everybody asking Matt. I would never do that. I would text him and go, hey, just thinking of you. What do you need? What do you think of this? But, and, and so I'm, I'm thinking things are going pretty well. And I, I heard that he was on a special treatment, a second treatment that, you know, they were an experimental deal. But I see him and he looks great. So we do the media stuff and we're done. And he goes, okay, I need to talk to everybody. So we go to this back room there at the, the Kroger on the east side of Indianapolis. And he goes, I'm not going to make it. I've raised, uh, we're, we've, uh, we've arranged for hospice and, uh, I don't expect to make it through the holidays. Mm. And, uh, you know, we're just like, well, you can imagine. So, um, we get to talking and he goes, the thing is I've talked with Jarrett and, um, the race rally has to continue because we had Pam and I don't, gosh, I don't remember her last name. She's the head of Kroger here in central Indiana and she's on the Riley board. Thank goodness. So she gets it. She understands how important this whole thing is. And so she was in the room with us Some folks from Riley were in the room. Uh, the guys, all of us, the, the main people that work for the Kroger are the race for Riley. We were there and he goes, I need you guys to keep it going and, and keep making it better and better. That's what I want. And, uh, that's what he told us then. And that little booger, he lived through the holidays and he made it all the way to the end of January. He was such a fighter and, and such a spirit. And when I saw his mom in the line and I said, you know, I'm, you know, what, what kind of, and she goes, our strength comes from John. You know, he, I think he, he told his family and some of the things they sent out were, you know, you know, God's will be done here on earth. I mean, they were very, they had a, 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 a spiritual life and they, uh, he had a strong belief and I think that's gotten that whole family through it. And, um, it, but it was just flabbergasting. And, and, and then we went to, to lunch right after that event. And then that was the last time I saw him was in October, but, uh, man, it, uh, mm. it, it was, a it was, so much stuff on social media about him. And it was so great. And, uh, and of course I'm on social media all the time going through things and looking at stuff. So it, it was overwhelming to a point, the outpouring of condolences and feelings and love and thanks that people had for John. And, um, I, I truly feel blessed to have been his friend. Dave, I know that you addressed this uh, somewhat already, but I figure it'd be a perfect close and also a close to this series. So we think of legacies. Anybody who attempts to do the double in the future will continue to pay homage to John having done it for the first time. Anybody who says this might be my primary form of racing, but darn it, there's about 15 other forms of racing I want to try at the same time. They will be paying tribute to John. I think the biggest thing, though, if we're talking lasting legacy, 
It is this race for Riley. So knowing that it's going to continue to move forward, just share with us thoughts about this. Obviously having to do one later this year without John there, but knowing that indeed uh, the Andretti family will still be involved. Just share some thoughts about that if you would, because I think this is the item that many, many years from now, hopefully it just continues to be a raging success. And we're talking about $10 million being raised. Right. He, I tell you, it's, it's, it, I feel a lot more pressure than I ever felt before because mm. it was, it was always, well, John will take care of it. you know. <laughs> and, and we were never a 5013C. Every penny that we raised went to the, to Riley. We never, we didn't have a foundation. Every check that was written was written straight to them. And so that's the way John wanted it and the way I wanted it too, because we didn't want the paperwork and we didn't want people going, Hey, you know, Andretti and Wilson are raising all this money. How much is getting to the, the charity? Well, all of it's getting to the charity. And so now with John and he is, you know, he was good at getting sponsors and taking care of sponsors because he had to, to support his racing. And he was really good at getting sponsors big and small for Riley hospital. Well, now that's kind of fallen on Jarrett's shoulders. And then a lot of the local stuff and, and taking care of and glad handing and, 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 and taking care of sponsors. I think I'm going to have to share a lot more of that burden, uh, than we had before. And I think that I should, I'm probably going to, have to step up and help with some of the expenses that John covered before. It wouldn't be fair to ask Jared to do that. So uh, I think between big Joe Stasniak, who's one of our other guys and myself, uh, I think we're going to have to have a little more financial money involved in this, but that's fine and dandy because John always covered those expenses, but it's going to be a real challenge because Jarrett said to me at the funeral at the church, he goes, we're going to have a meeting next week because we got to keep this thing going. We got to make it bigger and better or, or it'll make him mad. Well, this also sounds like a wonderful opportunity for more members of the Andretti family to get involved and hopefully right. grow the number of Andretti yeah. family members to help move this forward. Because what you and John and the other members of your team have been able to do is simply astounding. And I don't know, right. in, his, in his absence, it just makes me think, you know what? Maybe this is a chance to see how much higher it can go with uh, some more family members getting involved. Yeah, I, I want to do that. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'd love to see Marco and Michael while involved, especially Marco. And I'd love to see him do that. And, you know, we also, we got to keep out the check it for Andretti. Because, you know, he really saved a lot. He helped a lot of people in that regard when he went public with his struggle with colon cancer. And all of the Andretti Autosport cars this year are going to have a check it, hashtag check it for Andretti uh, decal on those cars all year long, uh, Michael has said. So, you know, we got to keep that legacy going also, I think. And there's a lot of pressure to continue that. But I think it's, that's a challenge that we really want to really expand upon also. Thank you, Dave. This is uh, beautiful, beautiful stuff and a perfect close to this series. Thank you for listening to Remembering John Andretti on the Marshall Pruitt Podcast. Brought to you by the Justice Brothers, TorontoMotorsports.com, Bell Racing Helmets USA, and Cooper Tires. 
If this is your first time listening, more than 900 episodes are available at marshallpruittpodcast.com. We also have a subscribe page where Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and plenty of other listening options are readily available.